Good. Don't be nervous. Dozens of people are going to hear this, okay? I know it's a lot of pressure. I got you, bro. I I have dozens of (laughs) listeners on mine. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. Ten out of ten people buy. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Hope you're doing fantastic. I know you're tired. I know you're probably working Saturdays and Sundays for a lot of the country. It's getting crazy. It's busy. But at least you're making money, and that's good. I want to do a special interview today with a good friend of mine who I've grown to know over the last few years. Uh, from right when he started his company, you know, he's been to AGSX. We've known each other. A lot of you know him. He has his own podcast and YouTube channel called Journey of a New Entrepreneur. He's got an incredible story. Uh, but most importantly, I just respect the amount of massive imperfect action that this guy has taken to spin up a really nice foundation for a service company really quickly. And I, I'm excited for him to share a story. Please welcome Mr. Bobby Walker. How the heck are you, Bobby? Oh, my God. I'm on a podcast with Joshua Latimer. I am so freaking excited, and I'm sorry I just yelled in everybody's ear. But can you blame me? Can you blame me? I'm so happy to be here, Josh. Thanks for having me, man. Sometimes, like, at events, I'll meet people, and they're like, oh, my gosh, Josh, I listen to your podcast. Uh, every single podcast, and they act all weird, and they're, like, nervous. <laughs> and then I'm, I always feel weird because I'm like, you can make a podcast, too. You just push it on the yeah. internet it's free like anyone can do it <laughs> yeah it's, no and i'm a perfect example i've put all kinds of trash out there you know so it's just anyone can do it it's amazing so <laughs> i think what it is like when you listen to a podcast you get to know everything about the person you're listening to i mean people that i meet i don't know who they are necessarily but they know my wife and my whole life story my wife's name my kids names like everything i'm doing the good days the bad days and so they feel like we're best friends because they've spent so much time learning and listening and I feel like that with podcasts I listen to. So it, it's pretty awesome. It's a powerful I, medium. I'll tell you a quick, funny story on that. So my son, Caleb, who's my business partner, which you know him, Josh, and uh, and Caleb used to be on my like YouTube stuff all the time because we worked together in the truck every day. And uh, he's not so much in the videos anymore just because we're doing different things in the business. But he called me. It was last week or the week before. And he goes, Dad, weirdest thing happened. And I'm like, what? And he goes, well, I'm at our supplier because he's he's one of our crew leaders. And he's like, I'm at our supplier over here getting some bleach and some this and some that. And uh, some guy walked up to me. He goes, hey, man, how you doing, Caleb? And I looked at him and he was like, <laughs> I, I'm doing fine. I don't know who you are. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's, no, I, I've seen you on uh, your you know your YouTube and everything. And he's like, oh, awesome. And he goes, yeah, I love your dream boards you have at your office. And he's like, <laughs> How in the world do you know about my dream boards? And he's like, oh, they're they're amazing. And he starts telling Caleb all the stuff on the boards. Like, I like your, the Jeep that you have on there. And then your admin this and blah, 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 blah. And anyway, Caleb called me. He was like, it was kind of cool, but it was kind of weird because, like, he knew all my business. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's weird, especially the first few times you're like, oh, my yeah. gosh. And I've gotten a little bit more used to it. But it's, it's pretty awesome because you're making an impact, man. It's like... When you're starting a business, just a few years ago, I'm sure you can relate. You feel like you're on an island. You're like you're super excited but terrified at the same time, and you find something on YouTube that gives you a nugget or an action yeah. step or something, 
and you latch on to it and it motivates you and it's just this whole rabbit hole and I don't know I mean you're helping people I'm helping people it's pretty awesome take us back to the beginning of your entrepreneurial story for people that aren't familiar yeah okay so I'm going to try to like rush through it just for the sake of time and everything and then we can you can dig into anything you want to at that point but uh the short version uh so my business today we're in like month 20 six, 27, something like that. Okay. So we're a little over two years into this thing. We, uh, but rewind, I was in the corporate world. I was in the security industry, not like, not money, but like security, you know, intrusion and all that. Does good that stuff. mean you're a bouncer? No, I, uh, you, you could be, I, you're like seven I, foot two. I look the part, but I'm a big old wimp, man. <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, I'm in the industry. I'd been doing, doing this corporate thing for about 12 ish years. And long story short, I basically lost my job. Okay. So there's a lot of, lot of story there, but I basically lost my job. And I kid you not about three hours before I lost my job, I was searching YouTube for s- service business ideas. Cause I wanted to start a service business on the side, stumbled across a Keith Kalfas video, which, you know, Keith, some, you know, at the time it was just some dude walking through a, a Lowe's saying, if you want to start a window cleaning company with no money, here's how you can do it. And I watched the video and I thought, yeah, this, that was a neat video. And I mean, I'm far too good of a person to clean windows, but <laughs> what a cool concept for someone that's way beneath me, you know? And, and of course I'm kidding a little bit, but not completely. And, uh, about three hours later, I got a phone call and found out I was losing my job and I'm like, Oh my God. So all of a sudden this window cleaning thing sounded awesome because I had not managed my finances. Well, I virtually had no money. I was living paycheck to paycheck. And, uh, I'm laying in bed late at night thinking what in the world I'm going to do. I decided I was going to start this window cleaning business. The next day we drove to, uh, Lowe's or Home Depot. I don't remember which one pulled the video up on our iPhone. My son, Caleb went with me cause he wanted to start the business with me. And we bought two of everything that Keith Calva said to buy in this video. And I went to office Depot, bought some of those like prefab perforated cards that you can print off at home, made some cheap cards and went out and started selling. And now I'm talking to one of my heroes, Josh <laughs> Latimer on the quick talk podcast. It's crazy. So did you take action like right away after you lost your job or did you take a couple of weeks to feel sorry for yourself or were you, <laughs> what, what was going on in your head? Were you just, were you excited? Were you freaking out? Did, were you serious? I mean, did you really believe that quickly that this would be a thing? I, okay. So, uh, Yes, I was serious, and no, I did not think it could be a thing. And what I mean by that is my very initial reaction. I kind of lied to myself, and I was like, no, I'm going to build a business. But on the inside, I was really just like, man, I'm too burnt out in this corporate world. I don't want to call a recruiter. I don't want to get back into management and all that stuff. It's just a pain. So I thought, I'll, I'll do this to pay the bills for a couple of months and get back in it. And, but that being said, I literally uh, – I bought the supplies one day. The very next day is when I went out and started selling, and we didn't look back. And I'd get up at 8 o'clock or get out the door at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and wouldn't come home till 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. And I was just banging on doors. Uh, I was doing, like, commercial stuff at that point mm-hmm. and just banging on doors every day. And it was out of desperation. You know, I just knew that if I didn't kill it, we weren't going to have something to, to, to eat later that day. You I know? mean, and, you might not see it this way, but it's clear as day to me that that right there, what you just said, was already mm-hmm. an indicator that you were yeah. going to win. Yep. And, and people don't behave like that unless they're in a desperate situation. Or another, maybe you've seen this too, because you talk to a ton of people now. They 
they're just comfortable enough to not have that fire on their butt, right? Yeah. Like they're not, they don't feel like they're running from a lion anymore. They're like, eh, well, you know, it's okay. Like I, I have enough money for ramen. I don't need to go sell. Like, <laughs> why, why did you, why are you like this? You know, most yeah. people struggle with this. You're selling and chasing and going for it since the first time I met you. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. So I was thinking about starting a service business before I lost my job. I was thinking I would do it on the side, grow it, make it my main gig over how much time I had no idea what I was going to do. And here's the thing. I don't know if I really would have started it, even though I had some real plans because I had that comfortable job and I'm, I'm positive that I would not have succeeded because I would not, now that I know the pain that you have to, to deal with, to have some success, I know I would not have been willing to push through that pain whenever I had that comfy, uh, comfy job. So losing my job in hindsight, I mean, in the moment, it was extremely stressful. I was scared. I had no money. We had just moved to Florida. Uh, we'd lived here for nine months, didn't know anybody, man. It was, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And, and so at first it was pure desperation and I knew I just had to take care of my family. And then it just turned into like, Oh my God, not only can I make money doing this? I kind of like the idea of it. And I, I, I actually discovered you and Chris Lambernini's and some of these people that, uh, you know, Brandon Vaughn, these guys that have done it. And I just started listening to you and I thought, well, Josh seems like a cool guy, but I'm pretty sure he's not any better than me. So if he can do it, I can do it, man. That's right. And we just kept pushing. That's right. So your wife, what was her, I'm curious, the dynamic there. She's a very <laughs> sweet lady. So was she just like, okay, honey, that's fine, or was she ner- was she nervous as well? You know, that's that that one's a little complicated, but I'll get through it kind of quick again. I always say that because I ramble so much, I have to make myself <laughs> not go down the rabbit trails like I'm in right now. Um, so my wife, she completely trusted me, like she knew that I would do whatever it would take to take care of the family. And when I said I was going to do this business thing, she was like, ah, baby, don't you think you should get a job or something like that? And I said, tell you what, here's what I'll do. Let me do this. And two weeks in, if I'm not bringing in enough money to, to put food on the table and keep the, the rent paid, I'll go get a night job and I'll work. Like I'll just find a shift job, you know, some third shift thing. I'll do some mindless labor. It'll let me listen to audiobooks or whatever at night. And then I'll work during the day and I'll sleep in the evening and, and we'll do that until I make it happen. And so she knew, um, you know, we've been married. I'm 40 years old. We'd, we've been married 21 years now. And uh, she knew me and she trusted me. And because I made that commitment, she was willing to do it. But it did not mean that it was easy on either one of us because I had that dread, complete dread that I wasn't going to provide for my family. And of course, she she had the same fear, you know, not because of lack of effort, but maybe ability, maybe chance, luck, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That's so good, man. And a lot of a lot of guys complain that their spouse isn't on board, their spouse doesn't support them, and blah blah mm-hmm. blah, and all this stuff. But if it, a lot of the times, I can't say a blanket statement, but when I really dig in and get to know the real situation, yep. it's because their spouse doesn't trust them because they never deliver the goods. It's because mm-hmm. they don't actually show up. They just talk and talk, and I'm going to start this. I'm going to do that. We're going to go on a vacation. Nothing ever happens. Clearly, she knew that you were the man, and she could be your Adrian, and you could be the Rocky Balboa, because she knew that you'd figure it out. Um, and I well, think that's an important component. What do you think? I, I think you're 100% right, and I would like to speak to that just for a second, because it's something, 
you know, I say I wouldn't have started the business and that I wouldn't have been successful had I not lost my job. I may have started it. I don't think I would have been successful, but I wanted to start a business for a long, like, like over a decade. I thought I, I thought it was my thing. And honestly, her and I butted heads on that. Now, fortunately we did butt heads and fortunately she won those battles because I wasn't ready and I wouldn't have done it right. But I will say this is I, I earned it from her, you know, and it was years, you know, it was years, but I earned it from her and I, I showed her that I was going to do the right thing. And some people might say, well, man, I, it's not worth it to put it off for years. Well, I don't know. You know, you've got to, you've got to figure out what's important to you at that point. And, um, if you want to go down the path and say, my dream is more important than my marriage, I don't, I don't agree with you on that. But I mean, if that's your why, Hey man, ruin your marriage over it. But, uh, to me, I was like, as badly as I wanted to do that thing, um, there's really nothing on the planet that's more important to me than, than Melissa Walker, you know? So I, I, I put it off and I continue to push her. I continued, you know, continued to, to go there and eventually earned her trust. That's awesome. Let's talk a, a little bit of numbers because you got going and you got something pretty rocking going on down there. Tell us about your market. Tell us about your first year, your second year, kind of your goals this year. Just give us an overview of that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> numbers aren't my friend, Josh, as you know, <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm, I've, I've hired a good friend that you know, Dan Plata, to clean up all my stuff for me. But um so year number one, we, we started basically the first week of February. Uh, I'm here in Orlando, Florida, so we are not really seasonal. We have good, we, you know, we have big peak seasons and, and lower seasons, but we have work year round. Year number one, we did right at 130K and, uh, you know, d- February through uh, December. Year number two, our goal was, we didn't even have a goal in year one. It was just like, eh, let's stay alive. Year number two, we had a goal of four hundred thousand, which you remember I was calling you saying, "Am I a, am I a moron for setting this goal, Josh?" And you were like, "Do it, Bobby." So I set <laughs> the goal, and we fell pretty short. We hit like three hundred and forty-five or something like that. And I'm disappointed that we missed it. But on the flip side, I'm like, man, we. I literally woke up one day, we started a business, and and in like twenty-three months we generated over a half a million dollars in revenue and we didn't even know what the heck we were doing. Literally I had read Chris Lamaniti's book and I listened to your podcast and that was like it. <laughs> so I'm pretty proud of that. And then this year, our goal is 717,000, uh, year number three. I'm, we're actually behind year to date, uh, for that, but I'm confident and I believe that I can make it up and might even be able to excel it or to exceed it. I, I think you can too. It's 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 actually not only statistically remarkable what you did. It's just like I just want to like slow clap. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> you didn't have a bunch of capital. I know you had a good job, but you didn't. You weren't anticipating losing it. You didn't have a bunch of money to throw at it. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't take trust fund money. You didn't. You didn't pay your way to this. You grinded no. it out. You and Caleb worked. I remember one of the first phone calls we had. I don't remember mm-hmm. how early you were in, but it was pretty early. It was in the first year, I think. And yeah, well, yeah, it was three or four, three or four months into it when we had this. I remember the parking lot I was sitting in at a strip center when we had this call. Tell us about that. Uh, well, so again, to throw some numbers out, here's what happened. I uh, month number one we did almost five thousand in revenue. Month number two we did like almost ten thousand. Month number three we did four thousand. Month number four we did. 10,000. And then month number five, I think is when I talked to you because we did like 
2,500. <laughs> and what had happened was, you know, we had a little bit of luck and a little bit of, you know, some of it was luck and a lot of it was hard work. Um, and I thought, eh, I'll, I'll work in on the business instead of in it. And I really wasn't ready for that yet. And I kind of got lazy and stopped doing the things that mattered. And I was on the phone with you. You didn't know me from Adam. I just messaged you on Facebook and Josh, I, I, I promised myself you weren't going to have to bleep anything out on this podcast, but I've just got to say <laughs> you, you, you slapped me on, on this phone call and you just basically said, well, Bob, if you want to be successful, stop being a little bitch and get out there and hand out thousands and thousands of flyers. And those were my words, not yours, but I would say that was a pretty good paraphrase. And, um, you, but you did, you know, it was kind of like a slap in the face. We got off the call. Caleb and I looked at each other and we said, okay, we are either going to be cleaning something or we're going to be handing out flyers or we're going to be taking a check to the bank. And if it's not one of those three things, we're not doing it. And, um, and it turned around, honestly, from that point, that's when things really started taking off for us. Wow. Wow. It it was shocking because I've had so many calls like that with people and probably one out of 15 actually do it because it's not complex stuff i always no. joke, i always say on the podcast that people don't have so much of an information problem typically it's a behavior problem right like they just won't yep. do the simple thing and i think people mm-hmm. are arrogant in the fact that oh yeah yeah yeah, i know that yeah yeah jo- no josh I, I get it i I know how to do that yeah i'm gonna work on my my adwords my seo and my mm-hmm. facebook they're like it's like they want to be learning some confusing thing instead of doing the basic fundamental foundational thing. Maybe they feel above it. Maybe they're scared of it. I, I don't know, but you don't have that. You just were like, okay, and then you did it, and you got a huge result. Yeah. Well, I think people do that, Josh, because um, I don't even think that they're confused or misguided in most cases. I'm, I'm talking about the people that reach out for help, and you talk to them, and then they don't do anything that you tell them to do. A lot of people, they do that stuff because it's easy. It's easy to stay up till midnight or two o'clock on your computer and watch a YouTube video about how to set up AdWords or something like that, or how to set up and work on your website and say to yourself and have a pride that you worked really hard. It's easy to do that and lie to your wife and tell her that you're busting it so you can, you know, because I worked 18 hours a day. When in reality, what you did was you did the really easy window cleaning job or pressure washing job this morning because a monkey can do it. And then you spent the rest of your time doing nothing because it's hard to get customers. It takes hard work and the hard things are what make us grow and make us better. So I think people lie and I'm not talking about Brandon Vaughn's lacking in execution. I think they lie and say, oh, I'm working hard. But in reality, they're just lying because they don't want to do the hard stuff. That's so it's just the truth. I just feel I feel bad for all the people that that fell out of their seat with the truth bomb hitting them in the face right now. <laughs> I hope they didn't bump their head. But uh, I, my, I, I don't email address my email address <laughs> is Josh Latimer at Sinjim <laughs> It's true, man. People they they're just busy doing nothing. That's yeah. really what it is. They love to flap their mouth. They love to be on Facebook, and uh, but I just love it so much. That's why I always like kept rooting for you and you know from early on because I, I think i called you randomly because i get lots of messages and i still do this every once in a while if i have time someone will message me and i just say what's your cell and i'll just call them just, yeah, they're like i think that's what happened actually i think that's i happened. love doing that and i'm like what are you doing tell me your story i got 15 minutes how can i help you and uh and i'll, I'll tell them stuff and then i don't hear from people you know they don't they don't do it they don't 
get after it because it is hard. It is hard. Mm-hmm. But it's not well, you, that hard you, to get what no, you want. It, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. And I keep interrupting you, and I'm so sorry. I, uh, but you've known me enough to know that's my thing, right? <laughs> it's, you're great, man. Go ahead. There, there's a saying. Uh, this is someone, the, the old uh, senior VP of sales in the security industry in, in the company I used to work for. When he was talking about sales, uh, he would say, it's not hard. It's just hard work. You know, it, we're, not, we're not building rocket ships here. Handing out flyers is about the lowest level from a uh, talent perspective of anything you can do on the planet. It's about the lowest level thing that you can do. It's just hard. <laughs> and you think, oh, it's not that hard. Bull. If I said to you, Josh, hey, let's go on an eight-hour walk, you'd be like, you're crazy. Well, that's what handing out flyers is. It's hard, right? But people don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, But here's here's something that that I did do from the beginning. And if I could just share this with like, I just has just have such a soft spot for the new guys because it's still, I'm still a new guy, you know, is the best advice I can give you is a Josh Latimerism, which is do hard things or, or, or add to that, do things that hurt. Mm. And the things that hurt are like charging a price that you're afraid you can't get a, that you can't charge. Listen to the guys because, you know, my company now, we're not huge. We're not big, but I have two trucks on the road. Uh, I've got an office admin. We're recruiting for our first salesperson. I'm recruiting for another technician. We're growing. We're scaling. We're having success. But if I wouldn't have listened to the things that you teach, Josh, that and let's just say you and, and all the other guys that teach the same kind of stuff, if I wouldn't have listened and done those hard things like make myself charge the higher prices, like implement my follow-up systems, even though there's a cost to it right Mm -hmm, now, mm -hmm. and I don't want to pay that cost, Um, like making sure that I'm a good boss and investing in my employees. And if I I wasn't doing all those things, I wouldn't be setting as pretty as I am today. And when I say setting pretty, I mean, I don't mean like my bank. You are, though. Look, you you always downplay what you've done. It's crazy. Like, this is so not normal, Bobby. In 23 months, you do a half a million. You have a $700,000 goal in your third year. Of course, it's a mess. It's supposed to be. Alex Sharfin says, uh, your business is broken, and it, it likely always will be if things go well. What he means by that is if you're growing, there's pressure, there's th- yeah. there's cracks, but you're doing crazy stuff. It's just it's amazing. Yeah. But the point is, do those things that hurt uh, You know, early on. Listen to the guys that have been there, done that, and succeeded. Because what's going to happen is one year into it and two years into it, which is not very far down the road, you're going to say, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I listened to those guys because now I'm seeing it. You know, Now I'm seeing that if I would have got all those cheap customers early on, now when they'd be coming back to me, I couldn't afford to service them because now I have overhead and I have technicians and there I couldn't keep my guys happy and stuff like as an example. So That's listen to all those examples that are really hard. Myron Golden is like one of my heroes and he lives in Tampa, but he, I just watched a teaching he did today and he was talking about how everyone has to do hard things no matter what, meaning you can't avoid it. But the difference is, is if you decide to do hard things on the front end or if you're going to be forced to do hard things on the back end and that like yeah. blew my brain apart. So basically meaning, you know, another year is going to go by for a lot of people listening and there's not going to be any measurable growth or result. They're just kind yeah. of surviving and reacting, existing. And then two years turns into five, turns into 10. And you, we have a finite amount of time and, and maybe you're already 10 years into it. Maybe you haven't automated your business. You haven't taken, you, you haven't accomplished all the stuff that you, you want. 
Mm-hmm. So you either do the hard things now or you're going to pay the price of, of it later. You either invest and save and generate wealth now or you're going to be standing in line to be a Walmart greeter later. Like it, you're, you're paying the hard th- thing either way. It's yeah. just take control of it and do it now. Um, One of my I, favorite quotes, Josh, is, and it, and it drives me, is you're going to feel pain. The question is, is it the pain of discipline or the pain of regret? Ooh, that's a juicy one. I like mm. that. So tell us about uh, your team. How's your team coming along? What, or, or better yet, as you started to scale, and it wasn't just you and your son, mm-hmm. how was that process? That's a kind of a new endeavor. You have management experience. Um, yep. Tell us some of the bumps in the road and where you're at now. Well, you know, so the very first hump is I think it's the emotional hump. The hardest part is hiring the first guy. Now, I've hired tons of people in the past, but that's when I worked for a corporation that was worth half a billion dollars and we had money and I didn't have to worry about making payroll. But uh, the very first, the hardest thing was that very first person that we hired. It was a technician because you're like, man, if I hire them and then I can't keep them, you know, can't keep them busy. I've ruined their life, you know? And, uh, Brian Haggerty helped me get over that hurdle. Actually. He said, uh, he, we were at AGSX and he goes, Bobby, look around. He goes, see these 60 other business owners. I said, yeah. And he goes, if, uh, how many of them are looking for a players? I'm like, everyone. He goes, so if you can't keep them busy, someone else can get over yourself. And I'm like, works for me. So shout out to you, Brian. But anyway, getting over that first hump of hiring someone, uh, was very hard. We brought them on. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I can actually make more money because I got other people out there working. And then, uh, so we brought on our second tech and we actually hired a, a, a third tech that didn't work out. The first two guys have been amazing rock stars for me so far. One of them with me for over a year already. Um, I had to fire a guy and, uh, I hired him and I fired him in less than a month and he deserved it. And so glad that I did. But, uh, but, uh, one thing that we're doing now with the team is you've, you have taught in the past that like, Take what you can pay someone and don't pay them that. Lower it just a little bit so you have opportunities to do random acts of kindness for them. And we did that. You know, we started doing little things. You know, sometimes it would just be like, hey, here's a gift card for no reason, or hey, here's a, a movie pass so you and your fiance can go to the movies and stuff like that. And I always have a guilty conscience. I'm always afraid everyone hates me, but <laughs> but my 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 employees have become very, very loyal. Um, even when times are tough, uh, they, they stick around, they do a great job. And what happens is when they feel appreciated by me, man, my, 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 they, they love our customers and they're doing an amazing job. And I get reviews daily. I get phone. I got a phone call today from someone that said, Hey, your guy smashed my plant, but I don't want him in trouble because he's amazing. And I'm not mad that he smashed the plant, but don't let him do that again and send him back out to do some more work. And we just serviced him a month ago. So, uh, so we, we've really invested in our people and, um, our priority is if we serve our customer, our, our customers, our inter- internal customers, the employees, they're going to serve the, uh, external exterior, external customers. I'm struggling here. And, uh, <laughs> but I think that's the way to scale. So, so we're putting a lot of focus on that, trying to keep them motivated. Actually, we're, uh, I don't want to like give you a weird plug here, but we just started using the automate motivate app and the, <laughs> I don't know how much you want to talk about that, Josh. Tell me, tell me, I, I will gladly accept the shameless plug. I wanted to ask you about that anyway, because, uh, I'm over here trying to persuade people and smack them across the head that they all need to get it, but everybody's busy and they're not paying attention. So 
Okay, Please, can I give us. you just can I give you my honest uh uh okay, I'm gonna be honest with you for a second before I talk about it. I did not initially sign up for it because I thought, I don't know, Josh. I don't know that I want to pay money to help you um work out the bugs <laughs> you know on your app. You know, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And my buddy Ryan Edrington, he um he lives close to me and he was like, Hey, look at this, I got it. And he showed me on his phone and I'm like I'm the stupidest person on the planet. I can't believe I missed out on that, <laughs> on getting in on that beta. So anyway, uh, I'm in on it now and I'm like, I'm just absolutely loving it. I got in, I set it up like the week after I got in on it. And basically the way it works, if you don't know, I know you do Josh, but for any listener, it's an app that allows you just to make, uh, achievements kind of like on video games. Uh, but achievement can be get a five-star Google review or clean your truck out or, or you upsold services to somebody or something like that. And then they get points for it. And then the points just allow them to buy stuff in the store, you know, and I, this is how I launched it with my team. We had our tech meeting one morning. I said, guys, I'm taking away your technician upsell commissions. And they all kind of looked at me funny, but they weren't too upset because they really didn't upsell very much. And I said, I'm also taking away your bonus you get if we get a five-star Google review with your name in it. Then they look at me like, what the heck is wrong with you? I said, but here's what we're doing. And then I told them about the app and I said, we're going to put everything in this new app and you're going to be able to earn points. And now if you get one five-star Google review this, uh, this week, you only get $10 on your paycheck. That doesn't do, that doesn't even buy you a drink on Friday night. But if you only get one this week, you can get points and you can bank them and you can save it up to buy a gift card or you can save it up to uh, get an Apple iPad or, you know, different things like that. And same with your upsell commissions. And I said, so let's do an upsell contest this month. Literally three days into it, we had upsold more by my technicians, which wasn't a lot because they weren't really upselling anything to begin with. But they were upselling. They upsold more in three days than they had sold in the last three months. Wow. Because they were now looking for opportunities. And again, it wasn't $10,000 worth of work, but it was more. And uh, so now I'm keeping track of it and and they see their points go up and up. And it's like every day I'm getting a message from someone saying, hey, do I get points for this? Hey, do I get points <laughs> for that? My, my admin is mad at me because I haven't given her enough things to uh, earn points for. And I said, tell you what. If you start making these kind of sales with our previous customers, I'll, I'll start giving you some points. I don't even know what the points will be yet, but I'll work it out with you. Trust me. She made two sales today on the phone. I just started doing that with her like three days ago. She made two sales today. She, uh, they weren't huge ones, but it's about $600 of, of, of work that I never would have got. And I don't know. I'm loving it. This app, it's, it's funny because my admin, if you're listening, Debbie, I don't mean this in a bad way. She's not of the younger generation. So, you know, where you would think that the points and, and all that stuff would motivate, but she's loving it. She's addicted to it. My technicians that I have one that's 19 and the other guys in their mid twenties, they're loving it. And, um, I don't know. I'm just glad you've done it, man. And you're like at 1.0, I can't wait for the other stuff, but it's, it's been really, really awesome. Thank you for that. That, that makes me really excited. It's believe it or not, it's a ton of work to try to pull something like this off. I mean, it really, really is. People have no idea because usually I'm just excited josh guy like hey guys go do the thing behind the scenes it's it's very complex you know and so the reason i wanted people to join it even though it's a 1.0 version is i genuinely want people to participate in our development roadmap with it now not to confuse people it's a fully usable app right now like bobby's using it it's it's useful it's fun it's 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 low cost it's awesome but we're going to take this thing and do some stuff that people can't even imagine in the future. That's my full vision for it. 
Um, but we have to keep hitting our goals uh, in filling up beta groups. So part of my business model with Automate Motivate is having different phases where I bring in chunks of people. And because it's a spring and we launched, we're doing this kind of in April and it should have been in March, we're behind, people are busy and they're not listening and they're not hearing, but this is a huge opportunity for you guys. And if I can shameless plug myself, you need to sign up for this. If you have one or more employees, you owe it to yourself to hold your spot Use the app. You're going to get a lifetime humongous discount. It's $69 a month right now. It'll be a lot more than that when all the other goodies are put in by the end of the year. Uh, and you could use it right now. And once we get uh, 200 new beta users, uh, we're going to turn it off for at least three months and keep adding stuff. And when we open it back up again, it'll be more money. So go to automatemotivate.com join and sign up. Do it. If you have one employee or more, in fact, if you have more than two kids and you don't even have an employee, but you'll soon have an employee, get it anyway. I use it with my kids. It's really good for your kids. Your kids are older now, but it's really, really awesome for for young families. Uh, As silly as it sounds, my kids are having a blast doing it. Of course, I'm biased, but my kids aren't biased. Like, it's not fake. (laughs) They come home every day and are cleaning our whole house to try to get points. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just, yeah. Go ahead. Interruption alert again. Uh, let me let me just say this. While, while this isn't a plug, I, I, Josh, do I have an affiliate link with this? I don't make it. No, I don't make any money. No one does so, actually. So, yeah. So so here's here's the deal, guys. Um, the the reason I was so frustrated when Ryan showed me his app, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't get in on that. It wasn't because I didn't think I was ever going to be able to use it again. Is because I was like, well, now I know I'm going to get this thing, and I'm going to have to pay like 150 bucks a month for it when it comes out. Fortunately, I was still able to get in the beta. I didn't realize I was going to be able to at that time. But if you if you have employees at all, you know, if you got like I've I've got three employees plus my partner. Uh, if you uh, if you got employees at all and you plan on scaling, save yourself a buck and get in on this thing right now. It's 100% usable. It the money that my guys have sold, my admin and my technicians have sold that they did not sell in the past has already paid for over a year, over a year, probably 18 months or more, almost two years worth of my monthly fees with this thing, just because they were motivated to uh, to do something that I tried to get them to do before, and they just weren't doing. And we're going to add so much more stuff. You know, software is expensive. I've often said we spent a million bucks building SendGem. A lot of that money probably could have been saved if I knew what I was doing. <laughs> back in the, at the time, <laughs> but that's what it costs, right? And that business is going now and everything. Automate Motivate is going to grow faster and bigger than Send Gym, I think, uh, in a much shorter time. So. And and so this is the very, very beginning, and it's very early, but if you have any vision at all, you're going to be able to put your entire training program in this app in the future, where when you onboard a new employee, they can watch all the training videos and take quizzes and get points. It's going to replace your time clock system. It's going to do all kinds of other stuff. I won't bore everybody with everything, but that's the direction we're going. Uh, But I need you to participate with us. I need you to partner with me and get in on this. And so you can participate when I send out the surveys, when I share the screenshots, when we start asking, should we build this first or this first? I need your uh, opinion on it. Plus, we need more people using it. And we're plowing all this money back into development. So thanks for bringing that up very much. Your story in general is incredible. Let's spend the last few minutes maybe uh, kicking some people in the butt to help them uh, have the best 2019 ever. When it comes to the economy, things seem to be crushing it right now. The labor market seems to be tough. People are complaining they can't find employees. 
what would you say to someone who's fallen back into the same routine? Their business has been flat or they've had tiny growth year after year. They're going into reactive mode. They told themselves they're going to do big things, but they didn't really mean it. They just were keeping themselves busy with dreams until the phone rang, and now they're just mm-hmm. a, a slave to their own thing again. What would you say to try to snap them out of that and, and go for it? Well, Josh, I think if they'd probably just read like two books a week and then do nothing about the information that they received in them, they'll probably be very successful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm a smart aleck for anyone that didn't know this. Uh, so here's the thing. If you fit that, what Josh just said, you know, you've been in your rut and you're like, this year I'm going to do it. And, and, and you know, that's not the truth. Uh, one thing that we did, or I'd say we're still doing it to this day is we're not trying to fix everything at once. And so just identify one piece of low hanging fruit that you can fix. Now, everyone's going to be at a different stage. Now, if you're really small and you're really struggling, that low hanging piece of fruit might be something as simple as flyers. And, I, and there's going to be some people listening to this saying, ah, don't do something like that. You can get your better money on ads, AdWords or Facebook. Guys, people don't have money sometimes. You know, for like 400 bucks, you can get like 10,000 flyers. Pass out some flyers. Make money. It works. If maybe you're, you're getting a little bit of revenue, but you just can't get over that plateau. I don't know. Maybe you're being stubborn and you're not doing package sales like everyone's teaching you to do. Maybe you're not, uh, maybe you're not willing to take that risk and hire that one employee because you're not willing to take that pay cut. I don't know, but you need to find those one thing at a time that you can fix. Don't try to fix the whole world and then just start building. You know, you don't build a 30-foot brick wall 30 feet at a time. You build it about five inches at a time with one brick. Yeah, amen to that. And the thing with employees that drives me nuts is the way I look at it is it at a minimum, all of your field techs are free. They're free. Mm-hmm. They don't cost anything. It's like it's like getting stressed out because you got to pay fifty cents for a watermelon, but you already have a buyer for a dollar. You're like, well, <laughs> I don't want to give away fifty cents. What if I don't? Oh my gosh, I got to have fifty cents. It's free money. Like it's arbitrage. So when you send an employee out for twenty bucks an hour and they're making you fifty bucks an hour, do the math. Like they're free. They're only not free if you don't market and sell at all. Or you pay them to sweep your shop all day and reorganize your bookshelf or something. But if they're in the field working, you're making money on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, just you, you go for it. And plus, for me personally, I perform at a higher level when someone else would be screwed over by me not performing. So, like, when my back's against the wall and I got 20 miles to feed, like, I, I yep. show up in a different way than when it's just myself, right? So I don't know if that's true. I'm for the you, same way. Oh no, I'm the same way. Couldn't agree more. You hold yourself more accountable as you have a team now, wouldn't you say? Are you even more consistent and higher level because your team's depending on you? Absolutely. It, well, again, it's it's just like the family thing expanded. You know, because you you hire these people, you genuinely love them, and now your family's just bigger. You just have more people you've got to feed. It you, you have this this moral ethical like requirement and commitment to to provide for them and while you're doing that it's just elevating you mm-hmm. yeah, this kind of reminds me of like a young a young uh, married couple that says you know well we're just going to wait to have everything in order then we'll have kids yeah and how big luck. of an illusion that is to me because mm-hmm. you can't you can't prepare for it the only way to prepare for it is by doing it and you become mm-hmm. a parent you like your capacity increases as the situation becomes real 
So when you hire someone, now the situation's real and your capacity will increase. I promise it will. You'll step up. You'll get it done. Things will happen. Uh, you know, the, the harder you work, the luckier you get, they say. Yep. But really, the more intelligent risk you take, the luckier you get, too. I, I can't explain it. It's just the way that the universe is. Like, you can't strategize how to be a good leader with no employees and spend a year building a 500 million system so it's all perfect because it'll still not be perfect. You might as well do it now imperfectly and learn and just go for it. Uh, I don't know. I, I just appreciate you hanging out, man. This is a great conversation. you got a great story. How can people stalk you so they can track down <laughs> Caleb and uh, freak yeah. him out? Where do we find you on YouTube and where's your podcast? It, it's real easy. So the podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook channel, they're all called the same thing. It's Journey of a New Entrepreneur. The podcast is on iTunes. Uh, I think it's on the Android thing, but you can go to Podbean if you're not on Apple stuff and, and find it on there as well. Okay, awesome. Go check it out, guys. Bobby's a lot of fun to, to learn from and to watch him as he's growing, doing awesome stuff, Bobby. High five, fist bump. Well, I'll need a step ladder to give you like a, a noogie, but I was going to say <laughs> noogie. But uh, <laughs> thanks, man. You bet, man. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.